0: Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast.
1: Podcast looking back into the Jewish roots of our faith.
0: For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. I'm Heather.
1: And I'm Jonathan.
0: And we are your co-hosts.
1: This podcast is part of the Youth Cartel Podcast Network.
0: Hey friends, welcome back once again as Jonathan and I are continuing to walk through our series called In Between the Testaments and we have been Hitting Herod the Great these past few weeks, as Jonathan has said, they the Not-So-Great, and you've probably felt that too over the past few weeks. And as you've read your Bible, and hopefully you're learning some fun stuff that maybe you're teaching to some of the teens in your myths or whoever else you're ministering to, or maybe to your own self, um, that you're learning more about our Master Yeshua, and you're falling more in love with Him and with the Bible. And... Um, so this week we are, as promised, having a conversation on the different Herods in the Bible, because they're not all the same person, because you would think to yourself, like, wait a minute, didn't, what, how's, wait, huh? Yeah, so, but yeah, they're different Herods <laughs> in the Bible, and we're going to be discussing them today. So Jonathan, what do you got for us?
1: Yeah, so it's it's kind of like Herod, et cetera, right? Um, mm-hmm. Herod, and then Herod, plus, plus if I have any program mm-hmm. nerds out there. Um, uh, yes. So yeah, so like like we, we previously mentioned, right, the Herod family tree, if you will, um, it really starts with Antipas, right, an Idumean official. Yeah. Um, sure. His son Antipater sort of took over after that. He ruled um, the area that had largely been taken over by the Maccabees. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Hasmonean dynasty kind of spread into Idumea. And then we have Rome, right? Yeah. And the the whole Herod um, family, really, what they really were good at was ingratiating themselves with Rome. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Antipater especially was really good at this. And then after him, he set up his own sons as rulers of the districts that he was put over by Rome. Um, mm-hmm. And one of these, of course, is Herod. So again, we, we already covered that a, a few weeks ago. Um, so what I want to do here with this one is to kind of Um, continue in a canonical, chronological walk through the Gospels and Acts. Because like Heather mentioned, you know, you'll be reading in the very beginning of one Gospel, um, and you'll see Herod. And then a little while later, you'll see Herod. And you're like, wait, I thought this one died. And then you get over into (laughs) Acts, and it says that Herod died (laughs) again. It's like, so did did Herod die again? You know, it can be confusing. Um, And a lot of times you may, and you may already know, there's multiple Herods. Right. Mm-hmm. But can you really place who is who and then where and when, you know, so that's mm-hmm. really what we're, what we're trying to do here. Um, so once again, Herod the Great. Right. He's the ruler referenced early in the Gospels of Matthew in chapter two. He's the one that orders the slaughter of innocent babies. Right. Once again, out of this fear and this paranoia that he has that someone out there might usurp his throne um, right. Of course, one of the, the great reversals, if you will, um, great underminings in the way that we know the, the gospel account plays out is what Herod expected was what all the Jews expected. This guy's going to come in. He's going to overthrow the yoke of Rome. He's going to rule from mm-hmm. Jerusalem. He's going to be king, the Jewish king on the Jewish throne in Jerusalem. That's what all sure. you know good Jews expected. Um, and we know that yeah. Christ is king. Uh, okay. Of the line of David. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the Gospel of Luke, it says that he'd be given the throne of his father David. That's that's the, the Davidic throne in Jerusalem, right? But the way that that was supposed to play out, at least at the first coming, was not the way that everybody else was expecting. And it was not the way mm-hmm. that Herod the Great was expecting. Not at all. Um, so after this Herod, now this Herod, of course, again, he orders a slaughter of these these innocent children. Um, you know, Jesus' family, his parents take him into Egypt. Right? That's kind right. The, the flight to Egypt there. That's, yeah. again, Matthew chapter 2.
0: Oh, I was going to say, it's really interesting that
1: a lot of the patriarchs
0: in the Bible flee to Egypt and then come back. That's yeah. another pattern that shows up
1: in the Bible a lot.
0: But that's for another day. Keep going.
1: Yeah. Actually, that that would make a good episode if I might have to mm-hmm. get to that at some point. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, again, this, this Herod... so. Uh, and without getting into a lot of the debate over whether it was this year, that year, or what have you, um, late in the year of five BCE, um, roughly is the time of Jesus' mm-hmm. birth. Herod dies in four BCE. Remember, if you're counting the BC side, it's you you reduce numbers, right? So it right. went from the year five to year four, as we reckon mm-hmm. it at least. So Herod died the following year. Again, Herod right. the Great. Great. Right. Um, so now we come to uh, Herod Antipas, right? Uh-huh. Herod Antipas. So he's got his father's name, Herod, and his, uh, great-grand- or, yeah, his great-grandfather's great, or his name, Antipas. They kind of yep. put them both together. And we see that a lot, right? They kind of repeat these names um, most mm-hmm. often as an honor and kind of a callback to the, the prior generation. Sure. Um, so Herod Antipas, now he rules from the time of Herod the Great's death in 4 BCE until 39 CE, right? So he's, mm-hmm. he's in power for a pretty long time uh, back then. Yeah. And so he was ruler of Galilee and uh, Perea. Uh, now, in Mark 6.14, he's called Herod the king. But the interesting thing here is that Herod Antipas was never actually uh, recognized as the king. He was left mm-hmm. these areas to rule according to his father's will. Um, but he was not officially granted kingship by Rome, so Caesar never mm-hmm. actually declared him king. Yeah. Um, now, Mark calling him king is most likely from the people's perspective, because okay. if you were a Galilean, for example, Herod basically was king, right? His right. his dad was king, so now he's here; he's basically king, right? He's still the the ruler in charge. Right. Um, Matthew fourteen and Luke three refer to Herod Antipas as the tetrarch. Right. Tetrarch, oh, um, yes. kind of a, a fancy word. There's a $5 word. Um, so tetra, right. Tetra is Greek. It means four. So four mm-hmm. and then arch, uh, meaning, you know, ArK archon, um, to, to have preeminence or to rule, or in some cases a prince, right? So yeah. a tetrarch was a ruler of a fourth, right? And you'd say the fourth because that division, mm-hmm. uh, was split up into four pieces, so Herod okay. Antipas was ruler of one of these four slices uh, sure. under Rome. All of this under Rome. So yeah. um, he, he shared liked his the rule, ladies, right? Yes, and not always the good ones, <laughs> um,
0: like other
1: people's ladies. Yeah, and and his own family members, right? Um, yeah, you know. So this whatever. Uh, so again, you know, it referenced uh, Matthew fourteen, Luke three. Right. Um, we also find references here to a dispute that Herod Antipas had with, uh, John the Baptizer. And yeah. the Gospels tell us that John used to rebuke Herod over marrying Herodias, and John would say, It is not lawful for you to have her. Right. It's Matthew 14:4. 4. He says, It is not lawful for you to have her. Um, yeah. the reason the text gives is because Herodias was his niece. Okay. So that's a problem. Uh, and the divorced wife of his half brother, Philip. So you have two really big issues here, um, to the point that his family tree is looking more like a thorn bush.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Not a whole lot of branches there. So if you know the story of the Gospels, um, you know, the the death of John the Baptizer, right? That's really what we're coming up to. Um, Mm -hmm. Salome, the daughter of Herodias, danced danced to please Herod Antipas so much that in his, I guess, blinded lust, he decided to offer her anything she wanted. Up to half his kingdom, uh, which is really just a figure of speech. But it basically means whatever you want. Yeah. Um, And so she goes and she asks her mom, what should I do? And her mom really, really, really wanted John dead. And so she says, go and tell him you want the head of John the Baptizer. Um, And she does. And Herod was afraid. The whole reason Herod had imprisoned John and not killed him to begin with was because John was popular with the people. And he was paranoid that the people... There's the paranoia, right? Mm. But he was afraid that the people would revolt against him for killing, you know, someone that they were very fond of. Sure. Nevertheless, he goes through with it, and he kills John. Um, in Luke 23, right, we find uh, Christ is taken by um, the, the the soldiers of the high priest. He's taken to the house of uh, the, the high priest at night um, after part of, not the, the whole Sanhedrin, but part of it. Um somewhat has a trial. Then he goes to Pilate. Pilate says, you know, send him over to Herod. He goes to Herod. Still the same one, right? This is still Herod Antipas. Right. Um, Herod, at first, was excited, and he said, hey, I've been I've been wanting to meet you I'm ask you some questions, and he got no answers. And so then he begins to mock him. He's, you know, he's the one that put the robe around him and sent him back to Pilate um, right. for the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. So the next time... Uh, that we canonically encounter a Herod. Now, there is a reference to this same Herod in the Gospel of Acts. Um, But when we come to Acts chapter 12, we read in verse 1, it says, Now about that time, Herod the king laid hands on some who belonged to the church to do them harm. So this Herod the king, this is no longer Herod Antipas here. Okay. Right? Um, So it says in Acts 12 that he had had James, the brother of John, executed and when he saw how much it pleased some of the Jews, he went on to arrest Peter as well. So this is uh, once again, this is no longer Herod Antipas, right? Is it Agrippa? Um, this is this is yes, this is Herod Agrippa the ah, first. Yes, right. So now Agrippa was generally more well liked by the Jews than Herod Antipas had been, um, and one of the reasons is because Herod Agrippa was by all for all intents and purposes. Torah observant. He was careful to keep the ceremonial aspects of the law. He was careful to observe um, the aspects of the Torah that to a Jew would signal you're one of us and not just some pagan Roman, you know, disgusting Gentile. Um, And so the religious. So
0: so he had a a good Agrippa on the Torah.
1: He did. He did. (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll let that one slide. No, we gotta have gotta have gotta have some some good dad jokes every now and then. I mean, when does a joke become a dad joke? Is when it becomes a parent, right? Oh my gosh! That's um, funny. But yeah, so uh, Agrippa again. He was he was probably the most Torah observant of all the the different Herods. You know, is that, that in the Bible? We or Is that and, in
0: like extra biblical?
1: Does so that's have, that's outside. Okay. Well, so yeah, so. <clears throat> Primarily, it's outside of the Bible. Um, We'll get to something uh, in just a second where I think we see a little bit more kind of in in line with that. Okay. Um, But Herod, so Agrippa um, was taken to Rome by his mother when he was a child because they feared that um, Herod the Great would kill him. Right.
0: Mm. Because remember,
1: Herod had already killed two of his own sons because he thought they were plotting against him. Mm. um and so now you have agrippa is taken to rome as a young child because um, the idea is oh we'll take him to rome he'll be educated he'll be brought up in high society and he was um however part of that was also probably because they were afraid that herod the great would kill him too um
0: right.
1: because agrippa uh agrippa actually had um uh, hasmonean dna right Agrippa was kind of that, one of the, the last line, if you will, of the Hasmoneans from Mariame. Oh, um, okay, sure. So, yeah, so it starts getting interesting, um, yeah. as if it wasn't already, but... Right, indeed. So, now Herod Antipas had also gotten into a feud with Agrippa. Now, this was his nephew, okay? Uh-huh. Um, so, Agrippa, once again, he was generally more well-liked. Um, the Roman emperor Caligula had appointed Agrippa as the successor to Herod Philip. Remember, Herod Antipas had taken Philip's yeah. divorced wife. It was also his niece, and he had married her. Um, so after Philip was uh, gone, Caligula appointed Agrippa as successor, making him Tetrarch. There's our fancy yeah. word again. Um, okay. Of Iturea and Tri- Trachonitis. Um, after only two years, he also gained control of Galilee and Perea, and then after he supported Claudius's ascension to the the Caesarship of Rome um, after Caligula's assassination, uh, Agrippa was granted additional Judean territories. So at this point, his domain, what Herod Agrippa ruled, was just about as large as Herod the Great. When no none of the other Herods, right, no one else ruled such a great land um, as as Herod the Great did. But this was the closest they all came. It was just about that size. Um, however, it was short-lived, right? Hmm. So, again, we're in Acts chapter 12. So if we pick back up in Acts 12, starting at verse 20, um, we, we find this kind of alarming and abrupt scene. Um, so I'm just yeah. going to read it. So Acts 12, 20 says, He had been quarreling, he being Herod Agrippa had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon. And now they joined together and sought an audience with him. After securing the support of Blastus, a trusted personal servant of the king, they asked for peace because they depended on the king's country for their food supply. That sounds normal enough, right? Mm -hmm. Verse 21. This is where it gets weird. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, again, this is Herod Agrippa, Oh yeah. Uh, Sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. Verse twenty-two. They shouted, "This is the voice of a god, not a man." And immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. Mm. So wait, what? Like it's just in the middle of the passage, just right there. Oh, suddenly he stood up and he spoke to the people, and somebody said he sounded like a god, and then God killed him for that? Like, what's mm. what's going on? Like, it doesn't even say what Herod did, sure. right? It says the people started saying this is the voice of a god. Yeah. Um, so my theory here, I side with, with some of the, the more speculative scholars, I guess we'll say here, Okay. Um, in that what was really going on was that Herod Agrippa, now we know from Acts 12 again, he continued to persecute the early believers, right? Right we already read that he had um some of the uh, apostles he had them killed he had right. peter thrown in jail sure. right so he was he was really on that kind of like Saul of Tarsus sort of uh path of look what i'm doing i'm going to get rid of them because of my own zeal sure. right and that was that was essentially paul's whole thing it wasn't that paul was a very bloody person that wanted to kill people but Paul wanted to do what he thought was a benefit, right? He wanted to to be zealous for the Torah, or at least what he thought being zealous for the Torah was. Right. Um, Stoning blasphemers, right? That was essentially the idea. Um, So again, we we already know this in in Acts 12, Herod, uh, he he wanted to please the Jews. And so he he killed some, he he put Peter in prison. Um, However, There is the theory that Herod started seeing himself as the Messiah, right? Uh, Um, That is that he was going to be the king that would redeem and restore the people of Israel. After all, right, this was the only Herodian ruler that cared about observing Jewish customs, historically speaking. And he was the last ruler in the line of the Hasmoneans, right? This is essentially a Maccabee Hmm. one final time. Right. right. And so the theory at this point is that Herod put on his fine robes and he went out to the people to speak to them to announce himself as the Messiah. And in right. doing so, the people said, this is the voice of a God, not merely a human. Uh, right. So, again, if you frame it this way, it starts to make more sense. Why did God strike him down? Sure. And why would the people even say that? Right. right. Now, of course, again, once again, uh, it's it's conjecture. Mm-hmm. Um, but what immediately follows that is the word of God continued to spread and flourish right after the angel of the Lord struck him down and he was eaten by worms and died, which the whole eaten by worms part is also very graphic and kind of calls back to Herod the great.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah.
1: nobody gets eaten by worms who, you know, passes peacefully at a good old, uh, you know, I mean that, that, that's the intentional way of saying this, this was a really bad person.
0: Yeah, and it was a bad way that they died, right?
1: It's, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I I would say so. Um, so once again, that that last bit is speculation. Um, right. But I I think it it fits well. I think it it, it makes a, a a better picture of you know putting together the the evidence there. Um, yeah, I think. But that's I don't the think
0: anybody would say, oh, I, I got that one figured out. You know what I'm saying? I think we're all just trying to figure that one out of trying to understand yeah. what all that that's all about. And I think that offers a good. Suggestion of, of how that could possibly be interpreted, yeah,
1: yeah, I like it. So it's going oh. in my commentary. No, no. Any, <laughs> any other Herods?
0: <clears throat> Have we covered them all?
1: No. So that pretty much that pretty much brings us to the end of the the Herods. Again, as we find them in the Bible, there are others. Um, there was right. Herod Agrippa the second. Um, you know that that line does uh, continue for a little while, but not long after this, we get to the point where. There's, you know, the multiple successive Jewish revolts. Um, then Rome comes in and destroys the temple. And then there's kind of the, the last hurrah, if you will, during the Bar Kokhba uh, revolt in the second century. And then Rome puts an end to that as well. So the the independent, the semi-independent rulership over Judea um, would, after this with, with Herod Agrippa... Uh, in the, the, I think, 40-something uh, A.D. Was, was his death. Um, okay. But, you know, we come up to 60, 67 through 69 um, was one of the Jewish revolts. So, yeah, you know, you start to come to, to kind of an end of that era anyway.
0: Right. And you think, and you look at that, and you, I mean, living during that time, you would think the Herods are so powerful. They have such influence. And now looking back, they're non-existent, and Jesus is still reigning as king. And And how often do we look around our society and think, oh, look at these political powers, look at these powerful people, uh, whatever you want to say, and we take our eyes off of Jesus, the one with the power, right? I mean, I even do that in my own personal life, of of thinking that people on this earth have so much power to control my life or because that made, they made that decision, then this thing isn't going to happen. And I sometimes I have to put my mind back on the one who is in control and the one who has been reigning as king will continue to reign as king, as the true, true king. So, yeah, Jonathan, this has been a fun discussion on the So hopefully you all have learned something. Maybe you can go back and share that with your Sunday school kids next week, and you can talk about getting eaten by worms or maybe being married to your niece or potentially... Um, some other weird haired thing. So friends, thanks for joining us for this episode and we'll catch you next time on the first century youth ministry podcast. Bye.